1: Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Tendy Talk, presented by the BLPA and the Hockey Podcast Networks. Happy New Year. I am your host, Joe, better known as Washup Goalie on social media. This week I chat with Chip Lehman of the Totally Offsides podcast. First met Chip about two years ago at the Playground Puck Tournament that was outdoors in St. Paul, Minnesota in January. Chip is from California, so she was a bit cold. So without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Chip. Chip, thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's uh, fun to talk to you again.
0: Yeah, you too, man. It's been forever.
1: Yeah, you know, we were just talking about the winter classic coming up and how cold it's going to be. And you are from California, but it was, what, two years ago now you came out to Minnesota for the Playground Puck, an outdoor tournament, and... It, it was a balmy five degrees with the wind chill, uh, but you made it look like we were in Antarctica.
0: Well, yeah, I think and I think my biggest downfall because I pretty much borrowed from friends a lot of the gear like that jacket was came in clutch. My my downfall was socks. Mm-hmm. I had the wrong socks, and your feet are cold. It just everything is cold. So yep. I think I had had. The right, like wool socks, I would have been fine. But I yes. think that was like when your feet are cold. My whole body was just like, I mean, yeah. And I mean, you you say, oh yeah, I was, I warm. Like now, I was, it was, it was, like, no, it, it, yeah. it, it, it could have been negative fifteen for all. I'm just gonna say it was negative fifteen when I played because that's how cold it could have been.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you're absolutely right. With the socks is the key because I think that was the winter my son went winter camping with Boy Scouts. Yeah, he went up to Ely, which is like at the. Canadian border and they were camping outside in 20 below zero weather. Um, but they dressed right. And they were like, yeah, it was great. We were sweating. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Cause I love like, you know, I, I go, you know, obviously in the last couple of years, not as much, but I do love snowboarding. I love, I don't mind the cold. You just have to be dressed right
1: for it. Yep. Yeah. As yeah. it, they used to say in Boy Scouts, uh, there is no bad weather. You're just underdressed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, You know, as I alluded to, you're from California, but you play hockey. So I I always love to ask this question of folks from out West or even warm weather states. How did you get started with the game of hockey?
0: Well, it actually goes way back as a kid. Um, Like I, it was funny because I grew up in the time of the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah. Um, So as the team that the actual Anaheim team came together, I was... I was there i was 10 miles away but i didn't have my parents were not into hockey my family was not into hockey so it was always one of those things where like you know it was there but you never really had yeah a connection to it we did play a lot of street hockey outside because we lived in a cul-de-sac and we always you know we were trying knuckle pucks and stuff um and as a kid i think i was interested in it but you know that archaic like girls do one thing boys do one thing mm-hmm. whatever
1: um, and I'm sure with you, the uh, cartoon really was influential for you.
0: Oh, for that <laughs> <laughs> was, was it Flash? Was it Flat? Was it wildly? Wildly Wild, Wild Flash? Like his last name was like Flashblade or something weird yeah. like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like as a kid, it pretty much was like ancillary. Like I played street hockey and stuff like. But that was about it. Um, and I actually got into ducks hockey. Actually, I don't think I was really. I was a fan ish like i was in college and like uh and uh you know interning i was like when the, so when the cups won when the ducks won the cup in 07 i didn't really get to experience it like i knew like, again yeah, i knew it happened and i worked mm-hmm. at disneyland so like we were right there right in the middle of it uh but i was in school i was busy whatever i actually went to my first ducks game i think like 08 09, it was a duck stars game with a buddy for his birthday and that's when i'm like oh like Wait, like, I've been missing this the entire time. Yeah. So that's when I started, like, you know, like, I didn't, like, I didn't go, I'm a Ducks fan right back then, because, you know, the Ducks were pretty good, so it's like, I didn't want to be a bandwagoner, so I kind of, like, held back for a few years and kind of learned and watched and, and yeah. slowly kind of, like, became a Ducks fan. But then, as far as playing, I've been playing for four years now, uh, skating out first, and I've been a goalie for two. Um, the Ducks actually have a really good grassroots hockey organization here like the samuelis i think they knew that if you build rinks and you build a fan base that way it's gonna kind of naturally build a mm-hmm. ducks fan base so there's a ton of rinks out here there's i think they own six or seven uh i don't know if you've been to the great pipe great park uh, ice rink that over no. a couple of years ago. it's the new ducks facility it's beautiful it's like the nicest airport terminal ice rink <laughs> like it's four sheets it's amazing um so that's how i started uh they have to, they have learned to play for kids and they have learned to play for adults where it's like, here, there's three weeks of classes. We're going to give you the gear. If you like it, we have these leagues. So that's how I started four yeah. years ago was, was doing the learn to play.
1: So, you know, you learned to play skating out, but why did you decide to put the pads on?
0: <laughs> I mean, what insanity is that? Is that well, all, I, of us? all Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you, you do fit the mold of a goalie personality, but what was it that you were <laughs> I like, I don't know
0: how to take, is that good or
1: bad? <laughs> I'll let you interpret it. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but what yeah, so what I, was the reason you're like, you know, skating. out's now it's fun, but I want to get hit with hockey pucks.
0: Um, oh that's funny. Like, I, I think as a kid, like in, at school, I played goalie in soccer. Mm-hmm. So I think I've always kind of had that like interest in it. And I, I don't know, it just looked kind of fun. And like, it's kind of like, like we'll probably get into it later, but like the, the game as a goalie is so much more different from, you know from skating out and whatever uh i kind of like that instant where it's, it's almost like it's it could it's pretty much as you against the world because yeah. obviously sometimes your defense well, like, isn't as helpful as you'd like them to be or whatever it's um, a game
1: within a game yeah, like, at the same right. time
0: yeah um and i i i wanted to be a goalie for a long time but obviously you know like gear costs it's like okay i'm not going to spend X thousand dollars on gear if I don't know if I'm gonna like it. So, between a few friends, I was able to cobble together a set and then played a couple of games. and I'm like, shit I like goalie, all right, <laughs> sign the check.
1: Yep, yeah. Uh, you know, in you know, you talk about equipment, it being expensive, you are a little bit lucky in that I'm not saying you're short, but you could legally live in the land of Oz, <laughs> um, you. and yes, but. That that's another complex situation for you because, yeah, you can get smaller equipment that is cheaper, but it doesn't offer you the protection you should right. probably have. So what kind of challenge, challenges have you had finding the right equipment?
0: Well, yeah, the biggest thing, obviously, was a mask. And I had to get, it, yeah. I had to get one custom made because – and you'll, you'll laugh at this because my head doesn't fit in a junior mask. It fits in a youth mask. So that's like what 6 to 8 year olds yeah. I have the same size head. So uh, the problem with that is well
1: could could we think, argue the brain development is at the same stage?
0: Again, <laughs> time will tell. Um, but like yeah, but yeah like, the, like you said like the plus side is it's I'm built with a discount. Yeah. However, uh I, I found out pretty quick. I got and I got really lucky because I played with an NME4 for two like a year and a yeah. half in adult league against people that can shoot and i had a couple dings to the head but nothing but that those shells are plastic and i i had to get i I knew i had to get out of it as quickly as possible so there's a guy locally in Torrance, uh sean schroeder uh custom composites he built me a custom mask kevlar in the cheeks kevlar in the crown um he built me a beautiful mask and i've taken dingers up in the head and feel nothing i mean also because my brain is empty but you know (laughs)
1: Yeah, it, it's amazing what a good proper fitting mask does for you, it, right? It, you know, because the the one over my shoulder, that blue one, it was a little big for me. So every time I get hit, you know, kind of wobbled yeah. and you know all of that. And then I I upgraded to an NME eight uh, that fit properly, and it was just like, whoa, <laughs> this yeah, is amazing. Right? Um, did you go with the cat eye, or you you went with the the? Grip? I have straight
0: straight bar. Yeah, yeah. I I figure like. I know a lot of people like, the, I, I, I skate, when I skate out, I play with the cage too. Yeah. And I'm so used to it that I don't, I don't really mind it. Uh, and I think like, maybe I'll try a cat, cat eye at some point, but yeah. for me, I'm like, eh, if it's the best protection, why, why risk it? I've, I've, I need my eyes to work and I need, you know, so it's like, yeah, I, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't need something to get jammed in there.
1: I've played with both and for whatever reason, the way my head is, that bar always fell like right in front of my eyes. That's why right. I went with the cat eye when I upgraded. Cause I was like, no, no worry about that bar being right there. Yeah. Um, because at the same time, when that bar is there, you're kind of adjusting that helmet up or down. No, it's not, again, it's not fitting properly. Right. Um, if, but if the cat eye, if those bar or the uh, grid, if those bars wouldn't have been right there, I might've gone with it again. Cause it, it's good protection and, they're a little bit stronger too at the same time right yeah uh, yeah so um, I forget what I was going to ask Sarah but yeah, you know, was, yeah
0: So yeah. sorry I was gonna say like yeah so with the mask like that was obviously like I spent a good chunk of money on that but that easily was the easiest like that investment paid off
1: yeah I, I've been dividends I've told parents of young goalies, you know go cheap on all the other equipment but invest in the mask right. you know if you're going to spend money on any piece of equipment, the mask and the nut cup, you know, th- those okay. are the two things that are the most important. Yeah. Everything get, else. Get those... yeah. yeah. Um, so you're, you're playing out there somewhere along the way you get hooked up with Kaz and the, for the love of puck project. How, how did, uh, you get connected with that crazy group?
0: Gosh, I, th- I think like it was just, cause I was doing totally off sides, uh, the podcast and I think they just hit me up randomly Mm -hmm. like I think Kaz hit me up on Instagram or whatever um because when they that first time they were coming out to California and he's like oh I'd like to you know talk to you and you know can you help get connected wanted you know do roller stuff out here they want to do ice stuff out here so I put together ice pickup and got him connected with some roller guys out here um Yeah, so uh, and they came out here for a few days, and the funniest thing too was they would. I think outside of California, it's hard to get a grasp of how big California is or Mm -hmm. Southern California, and how spread out everything is. Yeah. So they had sent me an itinerary, and everything I we were doing was basically Orange County, and they were up in LA. They found like an Airbnb out there, and they're like, "We've got this thing, this thing, this." They had like five different things like that they wanted to do in one day. I'm like, "Guys, you're gonna get to two of these." Like yeah. if you're lucky, like with traffic and the distance of like, I, I like, I like to cut your jib. I like that. I like your, your pay, like maybe space this out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like th- I love those guys. Uh, then, you know, it came out for, to Minnesota uh, for the playground puck and they, ca- they came out one other time too, um, to do some more follow up and stuff. But yeah, those those guys are all great.
1: Yeah, we we got the playground puck coming up uh mid January. I'm signed up as a free agent so hopefully a team needs a goalie and I get to yeah. play again.
0: You'll get fine.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll get me on a team cuz I signed up right away and let him know. So I'm I'm sure he'll uh He'll have me out there again. Uh, if anything, just so I can go back down to the Groveland tap and full equipment.
0: Yes, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other girl? Was that Tara? Tara.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, what was better is we're waiting for you guys to come down with the cameras, and so we're in full equipment. And there was a uh a bus bench right there, right at the corner mm-hmm. in the stoplight. So we're just sitting on this bun, you know, this bench. And her boyfriend at the time was there and he took a few pictures, you know, so we're just sitting there on the bus bench, one of them, I just made it my Facebook wallpaper background, I'm laying down on the park bench like a hobo. In true Minnesota form, this hockey mom's driving by in her minivan, stops the car in the middle of the intersection rolls down the window and asks if we need a ride to practice. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like no no we're good just waiting to go into the bar and she just <laughs> kind of looks at us and she's like what and we're like yeah we're good we're waiting for a few people <laughs> yeah I I know Kaz and the fellows took video of it and I haven't seen it yet you know two years later I still haven't yeah. seen it he, he says they have it they're they're gonna use it who knows when it'll show up but uh
0: yeah I remember I talked to them um like over the past year i think they came on the podcast like a year ago and like with with coronavirus and all that stuff like they decided they needed to like change how they were going to proceed because obviously everything was shut down it's hard to film yeah. so i like, so i know they had to take a couple of like crazy left turns but i i i hope to see it soon too cuz i know that like some of, i've seen some of the shot stuff they shot here and it's all so cool.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've seen little bits of it, and uh, whenever I see Cavs, you know, just, yeah, we're we're getting closer. His thing <laughs> is, he did. He knew they would have a lot of material. He just didn't realize how much good material they would have. So you know, he's kind of going back and forth. Is it a, uh, you know, standalone? Is it like a docu series? You know, right. kind of like that. So. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how that final piece turns out, and hopefully it gets wide distribution at the same time.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome because uh, they like it was such a cool idea, and still isn't really something people have touched on a wider scale. Like, I think you know, as far as like media now, besides like I think Letterkenny right now is probably the thing that gives people a, a the widest look at Beerly Cocky right now. Well, and maybe like goon, but like from a couple of years ago, but there's not really a lot of hockey being touched outside of like NHL games and stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we, we've seen the doc like pond hockey was a good documentary, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of like on the idea of we're getting together, going out on the pond. Where just, right. the, you know, Kaz understands the essence of beer league hockey that, yeah, it's fun, but it's more of the, the locker room and the beers and the lot afterwards. I mean, right. to say he gets it. I mean, when he organizes his skates up here, it always includes beers in the lot afterwards, you know. Right. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: It's a package deal.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like that that's well, the beer isn't the part of it. And what I love about it too is if he knows somebody's sober, he makes sure he finds out, you know, do you like pop afterwards? Do you like it? And he he tries to have that too. So it's not about the beer per se, is it is it's, the socialization yeah. afterwards. Cause right. that's, that's what everybody misses when the game passes them by competitively. Uh, is the the locker room aspect, so we're, he's trying to capture what that means to everybody and uh he was getting ice over in Wisconsin when all the rinks were shut down here, and the first time we all went we, we all kind of had that realization as we didn't know how much we needed it for our mental well being uh so then i t- I termed it like oh, hockey 100%. as we went across the border but it, it it was i think at that point that we realized it wasn't just for fun, it was kind of like our weekly therapy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's what it was here. Because I think that first three months of the shutdown, there was no hockey. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I live in a studio apartment, like, you know, as far as when everyone started isolating, everyone isolated. And I'm like, Hey, I'm yeah. doing my thing. But also it's like in my studio apartment by myself,
1: a mm-hmm.
0: lot of time by myself. And then there was a couple of speakeasy hockey things around here.
1: Yeah. And
0: like, you know, and you like, you know, you kind of wrestle with it. Cause you're like, okay, I don't want to like, For me, like, okay, if I get sick, that sucks. But, like, I'd rather not give it to somebody else. So It's kind of like that guilt thing. You're like, should I be doing this? Whatever. But then I realized, like, mentally I I needed it. I needed an hour a week to be out of the house, you know.
1: And as I told some of the uh, folks I was skating with is once we get in the locker room, Whatever grossness is in our gloves was going to kill the germs anyway, <laughs> so we true, we, we right? were okay. But yeah, I, I have a uh, buddy. In fact, he was on the last podcast I recorded. My one of my high school buddies lives out in San Diego, and he said, you know, yeah, their leagues were shut down, but you could still skate if it was like a private event. And he goes, mm-hmm. so maybe if the league was shut down per se, but we we're still meeting as private events and keeping track of what was happening.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, out here it was like. Any any rinks owned by the Kings or Ducks, those were shut down. But the, yeah. private, the private rinks, those are the ones who are like, mm, we're we'll we'll we yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. know here. Do you know the knock? Okay.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was the fun thing in Minnesota because of, you know, um, the backyard rinks and everything. Usually mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, there's, I want to say, three or four backyard rinks and then the one pond. Last year, there were 12 backyard rinks and the mm-hmm. pond. Yeah. Uh, You know, so a lot of people were just like, you know, we're we're going to do the backyard stuff this year because the kids that, you know, my neighbor is perfect example. He was doing the rink in his yard for a number of years. And then now both of his boys were just skating six, seven days a week. And he told me, he's like, Hey, I don't plan on putting the rink up this year because it's just too much with the running. If you want to, I got all the stuff if you want to put it in your yard. I was like, sure. So he helped me put it up. And then all the rinks shut down. And, you know, his boys were out there more than any other year (laughs) combined. But it was great. I mean, it was a neighborhood (laughs) rink per se anyway. So it was was just awesome. And that's what happened is a lot of these parents whose kids were in hockey and used to skate six days a week. They're like, well, we need to do something so that they either get out of the house, use their energy, or keep their skills up. So it, it was fun. It was yeah. fun to have, uh, chose not to do it this year. Just, it is a lot of work. And some of the neighborhood kids weren't too, too kind to the rink last year. So mm, I said, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that when there's a pond at the end of the road. That's... Cause the other thing too, is, you know, it's nice that I could just send the kids out the back door. Well, now they're old enough. I can send them down to the end of the block where I can't see them and trust yeah. them. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, this This is the time of year where like, obviously you're, you're I'm right in Southern California. This is the time of year I start getting jealous of all you guys because I see all the ODRs and I'm like, yeah. oh, that looks so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is fun. And I mean, even growing up in Chicago, the park district had a few outdoor rinks with refrigeration systems and everything. And we'd be out there skating and the snow would just be falling and nobody had yeah. say anything, but everybody just kind of stop at the same time and look around like, yeah, th- th- this is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, the best part about that rink is a family friend of ours who helped get me into hockey Use my mom and dad's age. You know, kind of like a little beer league thing, but they needed a goalie. So here I am, the 15-year-old, 14-year-old high school kid going to play goalie with them. And yeah. then there was the pub across the street, TRs. My mom and dad would be there waiting for us after the skate. Uh-huh. You know, And so we'd walk across the street, hockey bags and tow, throw them in the car and go into the bar. And they already had a root beer waiting for me on the bar. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those just things. Just slide it
0: down, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: just just a nice little neighborhood pub, knew the owners, so they're like, yeah, it's, it's all good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just one, one of those times. So I, I another thing I have in my notes here is your nickname, Chip. Um, okay. Where does it come from?
0: Okay, so it actually became my nickname uh, when I worked at K-Rock. I was at K-Rock for a decade working for Kevin and Bean, the morning show. It actually, I got that nickname in my intern interview for them. And it was because, you know, you hand your resume over, they look it over, and they, before I was at K Rock, I worked at Disneyland Mm -hmm. for seven, eight years as Chip and Dale. So they saw that I was, they're like, oh, you work at Disneyland. What'd you do? I'm like, oh, yeah, I was a character. Well, what'd you do? I'm like, and I started started rattling all the characters off, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're Chip. So I was Chip from day one. (laughs) So, and it's funny because, you know, uh obviously Disney's big powerful company. And they're not I don't think they really care as much anymore, but they used to be very adamant that Disney Magic, there's only one Mickey Mouse, so you don't talk about, you know, yep. characters are real, all that other stuff. And so they would all call me Chip and everyone's like, Why are you calling a girl Chip? Wait, Chip's not a dude? Like, cause that's <laughs> that's a thing, you know, Charles Chip. That's a that's a that's a yeah, usually a dude nickname. And it was hard and we couldn't really go on air and talk about it because Disney would get mad because yeah. you're killing the magic. Especially so
1: close to Anaheim. Right.
0: Yeah. Or like they would pull they'd pull advertising money. Like it was it was like, yeah. an ad, like, you know. So yeah, that's where the nickname came from. And then obviously hockey and nicknames are kind of synonymous. So yeah. After after I stopped doing that stuff and started playing hockey, it kind of just stuck because we're like, oh yeah, nicknames are a thing here anyway. So it yeah. kind of became a thing.
1: Yeah, you know, I've told the story in the podcast before when I was in college, got the nickname Bondo from a night of drunk bowling, even before I was a freshman. And it just stuck to the point where still today, if I run to any of my college teammates and hear the name Bondo, I know it's one of them behind me coming up. Um, And my coaches and teammates would just call me Joe Bondo, as if that were my full name. And there were a couple of times I had to prove to underclassmen that was not my legal name, <laughs> and pull out the pull out the driver's license, prove it to him, and they're like, "But I, I don't get it." And it's like, "It's a nickname, guys. That's how they work." That you could know? be. That's
0: a pretty solid stage name. You just go by that, like, yeah,
1: yeah, it, exactly. It's like if I, I had to check into a hotel under an alias, I got one built in that is there easy for me to respond to. But it, it was just funny that, uh, you know, everybody's like, "Well, how did it happen?" It's got to have a great story. It's like we got drunk and went bowling. It was the only <laughs> one without a <laughs> nickname. And the one guy yeah. looks back at me, blurted it out. And he's like, I like it. Put it in yeah. and somehow it's it stuck.
0: <laughs> like, even Lamer was my high school nickname. Uh, me and my high- friend in freshman year, first year of Spanish class, uh, you know, and you're learning the basic words. And the the word for dog is perro, mm-hmm. And he was rolling his R's. And I thought I'd be, I would do it too. And I and this is something every time I mention this, people say, no, just try this. Try it. they. I cannot roll my R's. I physically can't. Whatever, whatever like tip yep. you try to give me, it doesn't work. I just physically cannot roll my R's. And so it came out parallel. So I was parallel for four years in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and, everyone, and I was in marching band. So like that spread forever. Like that was, that was my nickname then just yeah. because I can't roll, I can't roll my R's.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, in the hockey locker room, most of the nicknames are just, you know, adding an er to somebody's last yeah. name or it's something. not the so, most
0: like creative yeah
1: no so when somebody does have one that's like out of the ordinary everybody's like how did you get that one
0: yeah you're <laughs> yeah. like oh i want to be more than a than a s and a y at the end of my name like
1: yeah. yeah and then if you got a long last name like mine where it just doesn't work they just call you by the last name and it's like yep that's how it works there were a few guys where it was like halfway through the season their freshman years where i finally learned their first name
0: yeah (laughs) you know because they're just so
1: used to calling them by their last name it's like what what's your what's your real name i'm not sure Um, i think if
0: anything anything if anything you know hockey's dealing with this image issue right now it's like how do we modernize i'm like first of all you guys need to fix your nicknames give yourself better nicknames and that will do you know
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting when you talk about modernizing in hockey, I've always got mixed emotions, because I feel like hockey, the hockey, greater community is pretty evolved compared to other sports, you know, much more open, but it's like, when that bonehead that isn't on that part comes out, it's like, oh, my God you've ruined everything we've been working on because right. they go do something just so ridiculous like, come on
0: it's like was it the last couple of weeks when you know Trevor Ziegris and Sonny Milano had that amazing mm-hmm. you know Michigan pass thing that blew up the internet and John Tortorella is saying I don't think it's good for the game and you're like dude like he's like well they wouldn't they wouldn't do that in the 2000s I'm like well they couldn't they couldn't do that in the 2000s right. so like you know Did-
1: did you see he came back, though, and said, you know, he he had seen all of the uh, backlash and everything and kind of stepped back from it. He he was yeah. like, maybe, maybe I just, I didn't get it. Uh, right. You know, the, yeah. the fans love it. So that's one thing I like about Tortorella. I mean, other than the fact that he's a constant quote machine and I, I from what I know about him, behind closed doors, he's a pretty cool guy mm-hmm. and a pretty compassionate guy, too.
0: That's what I've heard. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. I, I think um, some, some of it's just for the camera.
0: Oh, easily. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, like, and they give him credit too, like, knowing how many people, knowing the reactions to it, and then being able to say, you know what, I still don't think in front of an ESPN audience. Like, that's like guts, you yeah. know? Like, and yeah, like you said, like, to come back and go, okay, yeah, maybe I overreacted a little bit or over, you know? Yeah.
1: Don Cherry didn't do that. He would oh, just double yeah. down, you know? Oh
0: yeah, 100%. He'd be like, yeah. He's like, throw Zegers out the league and whatever, like in his crazy suits yeah. or whatever, you know? Although
1: I, I did see a uh, meme over Christmas that said, I want to wish you people a Merry Christmas. I was like, okay, that, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I want to be somewhat conscious of time. Sure. Uh we've been talking close to a half hour. And if, if you listen to any of my podcasts, and I'm guessing you have because I listen to yours. Well, even before we get to the rapid fire, your podcast. Sure. Yes. Um, it's been around for a while. It kind of got its start. You took a break. You're back now. It's more duck centric than I would say it was before with kind of a
0: actually backwards. Well, I think it depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends like, on
1: who your co-host for the week is. Right. You know, that's what it is. And, and I think that's probably been the best part about kind of the, the relaunch, the rebrand of Totally Offsides is your revolving list of co-hosts because it's different each week because of the person. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear somebody come on you're like, okay, I, I know what the, the flavor is going to be this week and right. the next week's completely different uh where did the idea for the podcast come from and where did the name come from because i've heard you tell that story before
0: okay so the name <laughs> and and the, the name of the podcast is totally off sides yes it's the s yes it's on purpose it's a direct <laughs> quote so when i started playing hockey um rookie league out here i had my friends brian and jason were on the team and for the life of me i could not be onside to save my life like i was whistled offside 40, 50 times a game. I just, you know, it was one of those things where I was so focused on the puck. I would just go. Like, obviously, you watch the game and you can see it from 30,000 feet. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, you see the blue line. Yeah. You could tell. But when you're trying to learn the game, and I would, yeah, that was the thing. Like, I just couldn't figure out offside. I just couldn't. And so there was one game in particular where I got whistled and I looked to the bench and I, you see everyone's head just <laughs> like go down, like chip, you're off. And my Benny Brian, he's like, Chip, you were totally off sides. And that was that's the name, that's not the name of the podcast. And the idea of the podcast came from when I was working for the radio station, like I put in my time and I was doing, I was working, but like for whatever reason, some people get stuck in like they the company decides this is your spot, and then mm-hmm. there's no there's no way you can really
1: yeah,
0: advance. Like that's radio is incredibly tough. Especially there, it was incredibly tough. And one of my coworkers, Larry, who was working at one of the other stations of the building, he was like, "You know what you you talk a lot about hockey. Like I would talk about him to him and our friend Ebbett like in all the time. He's like, and I know you're not really getting a lot of creative input, like or output, uh, you know, on the air. Like, he's like why don't you start a podcast and just try it?" yeah um and that's how it started like it was just me winging it i'd never done a podcast never really hosted anything since i did some college radio for like a station that literally had like three listeners so it was like you were doing radio but it was just kind of just to learn not really do it um so yeah so that's how it started like i it was just kind of a creative outlet to show i could i could do more and stuff like that and that's how when i decided to leave uh that's how i ended up at the athletic because they're like oh wait like okay, we do all this radio stuff, but oh, you also know how to do a podcast, so that's how I ended up being hired was I had podcast experience and sports yeah. experience, so um, but yeah, so then, um, but it, it was just a one person show, like it was just me booking guests every week, you know, and like like you like you know you know the grind, and sometimes yeah. it just i- just, and with work and everything, I just realized I'm like I just it became too much, yeah, and then like I knew I wanted to keep going, so that's where the rotating co-hosts came in we're like okay well i have set co-hosts with me they wrote and as people are busy or open or whatever they can just slot in every week yep um and that's where that idea came it was like hey i'm like help me help you like you guys want to do some creative stuff too
1: sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has a no-brainer offer that'll make a winner once any shot gets past the goalie As a goalie, I don't love this offer, but you will. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN a game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, and some of them have their own podcasts of their own, too.
0: right yeah or like um like anthony he's a freelance writer he does a lot of hockey writing and stuff like that so it was kind of like a group mixed bag of okay well if you want to shoot the shit with me every, for an hour every week like let's let's make this work so that's how the relaunch happened uh and we took a lot of december off just because with holidays and stuff yep. like it was hard to get everyone together so we, we'll be back in january Um uh, but yeah but going back to like it, it, it's it's i didn't it used it actually started as a ducks podcast and then I wanted to, but there's so many Ducks podcasts now that I kind of wanted to pull back and do mo- more NHL mm-hmm. and beer league and stuff like that. So like you said, like, it depends on who my co-hosts are, like, it, it'll be duck centric here and there just because also in the last couple of months, like the Ducks were like the hottest team in the league, yeah. like out of nowhere. So it kind of lended itself to be more Ducks heavy. We try not to do it every week like that, but um, that's just natural. Like most of us are Ducks fans, but I follow most of the, I think I follow the, whole league more than I actually do the Ducks just centrally now but yep. uh, we try to we try to we try to mix it up
1: yeah well and with your job with the athletic you, you get a little more uh flair from the other people you're you're working with on what's going on with the other teams
0: oh totally yeah that's it's it's because I, I do I do the uh, the national show and then I do a few uh I think all of the all of the team-centric shows I do or that, that I produce are all East Coast or Central, so like, yeah, it gives me a much wider berth of yeah. what's going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, and probably opens up the uh, bag of people to talk to at times too.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. Like, it, like popping on a Zoom call, I'm like, oh, it's Robin Leonard. Hey, buddy, what's up? You know, like not buddy, but yeah, like you know, it's it's, you know, I let the it's cool. I let you know, obviously the writers are driving the shows and stuff. But it's kind of, I but just to sit back and go yes, Hendrik Sadine. yes, I agree with you, you know, like, it's yeah. very cool,
1: yeah, yeah, as a Hawks fan, I don't know if I would be looking at Hendrik Sedin going, yeah, it's cool talking, you'd be like, yeah. you remember those playoff series in the uh, early 2000s? Yeah, <laughs> and
0: I mean, obviously, the Hawks, for not so good reasons, have been an interesting, a hot topic, like, yeah, right, uh, and yeah. I run, that's one of the shows I work on, and Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers, they're rock stars, I love them,
1: yeah, I've I've been following those two for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, the Hawks are interesting right now because still the same ownership, but it was like different leadership within the family that was in charge at the time. So it's very right. much a different regime. And I, I, I think they're handling things well, um, right. of like taking full ownership of what happened and moving forward. Um,
0: but it's like, what's, what are you, but what are you guys going to do next? It's like yeah. That's like the best, most important thing right now. Okay, like, yes, you've taken ownership. And yes, like, yeah. the things they're... that you guys can do, you have done. But let's see what you guys can do from now on. That's yeah. like the biggest thing.
1: Though. You know, And w- with the Hawks, with the Indians changing their name right now, people always picking on the Braves. It always makes me chuckle when people are like, well, the Blackhawks have to change their stuff next, you know, because they're just, and it's like, have you done any reading on the Blackhawks to know the story behind the name, to understand that like the native tribes in the region actually like the name and support it? Like, come on people, mm-hmm. just because, you know, you live on the East coast and have a little bit of uh white guilt doesn't mean that the team needs to change their name that the natives actually like.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I, it's, I could, I I I could, I could maybe the, then maybe, maybe adjusting the logo. I can see, I don't think the name will go away, uh, but I, then yeah. like I, again, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. That, that's one of those things where, you know, is, is I like to say it's not for me to decide if it's right or wrong because it's not depicting me and right, exactly. th- the people it is depicting seem to love it. Um, so for that case, and I, I think, from an artistic standpoint, it's just a beautiful logo. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you know, it's like there's so much awesome going on. And then, then when Mark Andre Fury really came out with his uh, mask for Native American Heritage Month, and you learned that his wife's part, in, you know, Indian, it, it, that whole mask was just perfect for that. That look. It was like, why didn't you come out with that to begin with?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so the rapid fire questions. Okay. They're, they're not that rapid fire because they usually take about a half hour. What's sure. the craziest moment from your playing days so far?
0: Ooh, crazy moment from my playing days. Um, trying to think like, I, 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 I okay, so here's quick story. Here's, here's my, it's not really a moment, it's kind of to a moment. So when I'm playing rookie as goalie, Like I was bad, but that's, but that's what happens when you're 33 and you're picking up a position you've never done before. Yeah. So, but it kind of became a meme how bad I was. Like people always made jokes and stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not that bad, but okay, (laughs) shoot your shot, whatever. Yeah. Um. So I was doing rookie league here at the Great Park Rink, and Mm -hmm. I came in as a sub for a team that didn't have a goalie, and they're kind of like I was letting in a bunch of goals. Like my first game ever, I let in 12, and like my average near the end was like six to eight. Yeah. Um. So I got better, but. The team was like, ah, we're happy we have a goalie, but it never seemed that they were, like, that stoked on me because I, I was letting in a bunch. So, you know, fast forward through COVID, do all that, come back the next season, they still need a goalie. And I'm like, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back for one more season in rookie because I have been playing in higher levels. So I'm like, I don't really feel right playing in rookie anymore because I'm not really a rookie. Right. But I'll come back for you guys one more season. Shut out my first season. Shut out that first game. And I think my GAA was through the whole season was like one and a half. And then the last game championship, it went to a shootout and I won the game in a shootout. So like, it was like, I kind of like, I dropped the mic. Like I came, it was like Billy Madison playing dodgeball, catching, you know, the ball, like you guys are in big trouble yep. like coming back and just, uh, dominating that season. was pretty yeah. fun after I, being, after being like totally like humiliated for a season.
1: <laughs> I get that. It's, uh, <laughs> so my team that I usually skate with didn't play this fall because okay. they thought the mask mandate while skating was coming back. And they're they like, we don't have a problem with wearing a mask. You know, we just physically don't think we're in shape to wear a mask while well, skating It's like, okay, cool. Right. Well, this other team I fill in for every now and then needed a goalie because was was having surgery. So I was like, perfect. I still get to skate. I don't know what my issue was, but I had a terrible regular season. Like just not my normal self. Luckily, right. they scored a lot of goals. I mean, sure, they scored five or more goals every game. So you know, the one guy's like, "Hey, don't worry, just keep them to four or less, and we're good." Well, the problem was I wasn't keeping them to four or less, but we're still winning. Right. Then, like, I get my new pads. I'm stiff as can be. You know, get my skate sharpened for the first time in two years at the same week, and I'm like, "Okay, had a heck of a game." Yeah, And it just so happened to be like, right before playoffs, and then all of a sudden, like, went on this run as we get to the playoffs. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good, which was good because they were starting to tell off on scoring. And then, of course, we get to the championship game. We only scored one goal. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, yep. We, yep. So we actually lost that one. In fact, um, I don't remember if you remember... Bree and Brian, they were on my team at, for the love of puck, they were on the other team. Uh, So I was like, okay, at least I lost to some friends. Um, Doesn't make it any better, but they can be happy for somebody.
0: Right. And like, like, I've been there too. Like we have like a rough season and it's hard to, once you get in that mindset, it's hard to
1: get out of
0: it. Yeah. You get in a slump and you're just like, you just, it feels like it's never going to end.
1: You know, I, because I am who I am, I was trying to figure out what was going on. And one of the issues was the team I normally play on is not very good, but I like the, the group. So it right. makes it fine. But because of that, I see a lot of shots. It's 30 to 40 shots. Been there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, which to me is like, that's cool because you get in a rhythm, you get used to the feel of the puck. Well, then the team I was filling in for, I was averaging like 20 to 25 shots a game and I could go half a period without getting a shot. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm supposed to be on my game. I think right. that that was part of the problem was making that adjustment. So finally I make that adjustment at the right time. There but you go. The scoring goes down. The other thing I did is my son's got an Oculus. I didn't get Sense Serena because that's too expensive for it's a beer crazy. leader like myself. I love right. the idea and every, it's just, it's fantastic. And I said, if I were still playing competitively, absolutely I'd have it. But there is a game, I forget what it's called. It's a goalie game.
0: I I saw this on yeah. GGSU, and yes. it was like goalie goaliness or something like yeah. that. Like it's yeah.
1: And I would do that, and you know, some some of the stuff on there is pretty hokey. But there's one where it's just three guys at the blue line shooting, and I would do that before games just to get the hands. And that it's crazy on how that little thing improved my game so much because you know beer league warm up, you're not getting those shots, yeah. and and you need those shots.
0: Yeah. I think get I'm getting right. hit. I think I'm getting hit more in the mask and like getting stingers in my funny bone than I'm actually getting warmed up. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I'll take like three or four shots just to get the feel of the puck, and then I get out of the net. Yeah, I'm like, like you guys
0: have fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, like, yeah, come on, let let us shoot. Yeah, and I, I just use the excuse I've only got so many saves in me tonight. I don't want to use them all in warm-ups. <laughs> Um Yeah. So the next question. what yeah. Once you they start
0: doing tip drills, I'm like, I'm out. Oh, you guys yeah. have.
1: Or they try deking. Yeah. It's like,
0: uh,
1: yeah, okay, let, let's get your goalie to pull his uh, groin before the game. That That's a great right. idea. Um, <laughs> so next question, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask?
0: Ooh. That's tough. I want to say the the i bear the wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I, one's like an iconic, like...
1: I like that one. Who who kind of had a uh, updated version of that for the Ducks? Was it?
0: Uh, I think Gibby does. Gibby has yeah. one.
1: Yeah. I I liked that one, and I always had a soft spot for a uh, bear because he he didn't come from like a Division one powerhouse like most goalies. He you know he was from a really good Division three school, so it, I, I liked him. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite rink that you've played at?
0: Oof. Um. That Groveland Park one was awesome. Like just because it's my yeah. first outdoor rink, um, really great park. Sheet three is, I think that's my favorite place to skate. It's also it's it's where the duck. It's the rink the ducks practice on too. So like they obviously they like it. Um, but that one feels that the. There is a tinier. There is a ring four at Great Park. Is an arena with like that can hit like fit like twenty five hundred people. It has a giant scoreboard. It's really cool, but it's so hot in there. Like I feel like yep. I'm sweating more when I'm playing. So that one is very cool, like aesthetic wise. But I think Ring Three at Great Park is my favorite.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say. You know, the bigger rink is hot, and that's one thing I've noticed at bigger arenas. You know, I played at Allstate Arena where the Wolves played. I played at Mariucci where the Gophers play, and the bigger the rink the hotter the lights yeah and it you know it's it's an adjustment to get used to um yeah it looks cool when you're looking around but it's like geez i'm just sitting on the bench and i'm sweating
0: i've done a couple pickup skates at the honda center uh as a skater i would love to do one as a goalie just because i feel like that's because so they just you
1: know yeah the
0: ratio of goalies to skaters like it's it's it feels like it's more special to do as a goalie so i would love to do that at one point
1: yeah Um, but the, the lights, those TV lights yeah. get you every time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> man, can't you guys switch to LEDs in this day and age and cool right. things down a little bit? yeah, um, yeah uh that, that Grove one rink though, I just I love that setup. They got that oval going around, they got a, the open skate area, the pond mm-hmm. hockey area, and then the two two and the own themselves. Zamboni
0: that they're like super proud of. Like yeah. they zam you know, that's so yep. cool.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there. I, I got a new mount for my The family got me a new GoPro for Christmas, so I don't have to worry about the scratch in the middle anymore, but I got got a mount specifically for the chain link fence there.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, What's your favorite stick that you've used?
0: Uh, Actually, I have the Bauer Hyperlite now, Mm -hmm. and I love it. It's so like, because I obviously I'm I'm tiny, um, and I was playing with the 26 True, the AX5 for a long time. And it's pretty light but because the stick is so tall i was getting it stuck in the net i was like it was so i I went down to an intermediate 24 with the hyper light and it's i love that stick and it's and i was kind of worried at first because it is so light that how it would hold up to shots and stuff and i've had Mm -hmm. it for about a year and or since it since they came out and no issues i love that stick
1: yeah i almost went to a composite goalie stick finally um my warrior was on its last leg, so I went to pro sock hockey, and they had Keith Kincaid, foam core Vaughn on there. It's like, all right, there nice. we go, sticking with the foam core. still, but I, there you go. I like it because I always had kind of that traditional squared off, uh, uh, where the paddle meets the the shaft.
0: Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I
1: noticed with my new blocker, I, I just didn't have a good feel. Well, this one, it's not quite that slope like you see on like the Lundquist, but so kind of in between. I'm like, okay, th- this feels so much better. I, right. I see see the purpose of that now, especially with the the modern. I'll call it the modern blocker. It's been like that for probably ten years now, with a little more yeah. on the inside.
0: Yeah, that's like the one I will say. Uh, the quick sidebar: the one thing you know we talked about earlier about being small and kind of being born with the discount. I'm bummed because most pro stock stuff is lost on me. It's all way too big. Like, yeah. maybe do, like, a blocker and a glove. Maybe just a blocker because the glove, the glove would be too Still big. too
1: big, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that's about it. Like, sticks are too big. Sticks are too heavy. Obviously, for everything else, I maybe it's cool, run, like, you know... Uh, protections for my for my blades but that's about it you know
1: <laughs> yeah you know i i've thought about but, uh, this quite a bit because i you know i had sammy joe small on from team canada and she talked about how when she was in college as a mechanical engineer um student you know she was working on equipment for herself just so I fit better and yeah. offered the protect protection there's a story of my own room when she was in tampa bay and you know her and the equipment manager I'm shocked that the equipment manufacturers haven't come out with almost like a, a female line where it and, is smaller, but with that pro protection.
0: And that's the thing, like for regulars, for skating out, you're finally seeing like CCM finally has a women's line, you know, yeah. Star hockey was like the first, I think to make women's gloves. Like they only just started with skating yeah. out stuff. So like, it's hopefully it's a matter of time. Cause like I would like a chest protection that has a little more chest protection, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I- exactly. I I'm, I'm shocked that it hasn't happened already. Right. In all honesty. Um, so this question, you might not really have a good one that's hockey related, but what's your favorite youth hockey memory or youth sports memory? We'll say.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I think really like for me, like playing, playing street hockey in front of my house, we had a net. Um, and just like, and we had like you know those old rollerblades that had the big fat you know yeah like we didn't have the actual stopper. hockey in lines yeah the giant stopper we'd like take those off and we didn't know how to stop so we'd just be like us just spinning around but yeah just playing in our cul-de-sac doing trying like the the triple you know the do the triple deke and the knuckle pucks like I think that was my favorite like growing up I, I were you know even now I still. I still think about it every now and then. Like, it was just, you know, and obviously cars can buy you got to do the Wayne's World, like car yeah. and move it. Yeah,
1: know. I was just going to say, and we're we're the Wayne's World era too. So, anytime the car came, game off, game
0: yeah. on. It too. And it's, it's sometimes like how like stuff like that where like people still, like people younger than us, maybe they haven't even seen Wayne's, Wayne's World, but it's kind of like permeated. Like, it's yeah. still, yeah.
1: Well, that was right around the time of the first NHL lockout. And when they came back, their slogan was Game On. It was Game like, on, yeah. you know where they got that from. Right. I'll never forget, uh, I went to college in Minnesota, but I would go back every year to Chicago for the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the one on the south side, the big one. The big and one, yeah. One of my buddies uh, had never been there before, and we're driving in and we're driving through uh, Joliet. Which is where Stamakita's donuts was. He's like, let's yeah. go get some donuts. And we're like, hops, that's not real. He's like, but it was in the movie. And we're like, it's fake. It doesn't fake. exist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you guys sure? It's like, I have met Stamakita. I know for fact it's not true. Yeah. You know,
0: you can go look all you want, but. Yeah. And
1: what gets me is when they had the all-star game in LA, they recreated Mikita's donuts out there. But when they had the winter classic in Chicago, where there was room across the street from Wrigley field, they didn't do that. It was like perfect opportunity to have Mikita donuts right outside Wrigley field when he, when he was still alive, nonetheless, but, uh, they didn't do it i'll never understand that one why they just don't bring it to every like all-star and winter classic yeah it's now. an
0: easy easy facility it like to not easy facility probably it's probably a pain in the butt to put together but it's easy to, like recognize everyone knows what it's from everyone knows, yeah. is familiar with it like
1: yeah and if they're not it's a learning experience <laughs> right
0: like watch yeah. this watch weed World. here you go yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I, I love that movie for, for so many reasons, but when they're driving in the Mirthmobile listening to um uh, uh
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian, yeah.
1: yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, like there's so many south side uh landmarks and I grew up on the south side, so it's just like sure. perfect. Like there's the giant Indian over the scar shop with his arm out and yeah, it's like, yep, I know where that is. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, in Oof. the locker room?
0: Man, that's tough. Cause like, I mostly trip myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, my favorite thing to do was in games, there was one game in particular where like this other skater on the other, it's kind of a hot shot. And he also, I won't say he ran me cause I don't think he was fast enough to consider that being a run but he he ran into me yeah um and the very next offensive push they had he came on the left side you know, snatched the puck out of the air and i got i skate up to him like, is this yours <laughs> you know yeah. like, that's my favorite is to ask him if they lost their puck and show it to him
1: yeah uh, i i always yeah. love when you making that big save and, you know, just kind of looking over at the person. I, I, I don't even like saying it. I just like to look at them and then slowly drop it on the ice. Yeah.
0: And there's been some games, like, cause we have, I have a team that we jumped up the level this season. So like the learning curve for the team has been tough because you're going up against yeah. a higher level and they haven't quite met that level yet. They're still kind of adjusting. So I was facing, like you said, like early, like 30, 40 shots. I was easily facing yep. that. And there was one team again who would just drop the score and I started chirping them for not scoring as many that yeah. time. I'm like, wait, last time you scored 13, are you guys tired? Like <laughs> this is be eleven. Like so I started like I would just chirp back and down I'm like oh, you yeah, like that, that those are the kind of trips I usually I usually like to take part in.
1: And you know, you mentioned going up. I always have said as a goalie, it's easier to play up than it is to play down.
0: Easily. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a skate on Monday whereas mostly like do you guys go by uh, some different states go by like silver gold or a b whatever your whatever levels that you are yeah
1: it it depends on what group you're skating with you know like at the super rink where I skate and they have eight sheets of ice it's letters there's uh some groups that it's colors yeah it it depends on who you're skating with
0: so this was a, like a, a skate at the King's El Segundo facility. Um, and it was mostly silver skaters. And then they had a couple like lower levels mixed in. And yeah, like you said, like, I like playing higher levels because it challenges me more. But also you can track the shots better because yeah. they know where they want to shoot. So you can kind of track them better.
1: Well, and um, that they should shoot in that situation.
0: Right, right. <laughs> um, and you could kind of you can see you know what they're thinking kind of like play out in front of you. Yeah. um so it was fun it was funny playing that that skate because you would see these silver you get used to the silver skaters and then a lower level skater would come up and like totally like mess you up because you're like you're used to these fast pucks and then you're like oh what's this like knuckle puck and you're like oh crap you know <laughs>
1: yeah yeah the, the only time I guess I could say that I skated down if you could even call it that I was in college and my timing was just off and mm-hmm. the women's team one of their goalies got sick and then, you know, and the coach wanted to always at practice. And he came up to me as I was getting off the ice. He's like, hey, you want an extra hour of practice? I'm like, okay. You know, and my teammates are like, oh, you're going to skate with the women's team. I was like, they need a goalie, you know? It's yeah, ice it's like, time. Whatever.
0: Yeah, it's, it's shots.
1: It, it was almost like, it's exactly what I needed because things were slowed down just enough where I could focus on that timing. But the hockey was still at that point where, what I expected to happen in certain situations was happening because mentally the skill level was there. Just the speed wasn't there. And that's the only time I guess you could say, I, I I wouldn't even say I skated down. It was just kind of like slowed down. And then I went back the next day to practice and I was just like stopping everybody. They're like, maybe you should skate with the women's team more often. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thanks, thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
0: think definitely like as a rookie goalie, the worst thing is playing in rookie because physics don't, physics no. don't happen. Like everything's, everything's flutters. Like a puck that should not have any business going in will bounce this way and off your blocker in way in like it's physics, physics don't matter rookie. So it's very hard as a rookie goalie to well, kind of figure it out because the shots yeah.
1: Situational play in general just doesn't, doesn't happen in those leagues either. Because, right. you know, if, if two guys are coming down on a two on O, they're either going to shoot, or they're going to pass and shoot. You go down to those leagues, they're passing back and forth eight times until one of them loses the puck and right. the play goes the other way. And at that point, you've committed three times to the shot. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, I, I hate skating. Do I do it? And every, every chance I get because I, I want to be on the ice. But, right. I hate it and I expect to let in more goals than I typically do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it always happens. Um yeah. so next question. What's the worst post game beer you've had?
0: Oof. Honestly, anytime someone brings IPAs, just because and I'm not an IPA fan in general, but at the end of a skate, like you don't really want anything heavy. Yeah. And I feel like an IPA is just like like I don't I like even I don't even mind like you know, between Bud Light, Coors, Banquet, any of those beers. Yeah.
1: They're almost, they're just, those are almost you've been the perfect sweating.
0: beer. Yeah. beer is great. It's just.
1: Yeah. Th- those right. beers you mentioned are like yeah. the perfect post game beer. Would I drink them normally at home? Probably not. No. But post game, no. as a home brewer, I'll say because they're almost water to begin with, they go down really good. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you like you know. get the satisfaction of having a beer, but you're not, it's not like, yeah. It doesn't sit weird, you know?
1: And, and um, I've said for a long time, one or two of those in the locker room. Then when you get out to the parking lot, then you crack open the IPAs, the stouts. Right. So, you know. Right. But you, you need something to kind of cleanse the palate first.
0: Yeah. In general. Yeah. So in general, I'm not a beer snob as far as, hey, if anyone's going to bring a beer and I get right. to drink it, yep. I, That'll I don't mind. But IPAs, I don't need them. White yep. Claws have permeated locker rooms here too. And I don't mind, like I said, if yep. anyone hands me a can of something. Like, it's just it's it's just, it's so funny how uh the seltzers have kind of like
1: yeah they become a thing now too they haven't made it into the locker rooms that i've been in um only one person has brought one they brought it in for themselves because they knew nobody else would uh yeah. take yeah. them and if they brought them for you know others to share they'd probably get roasted yeah <laughs> so. I did, it, was,
0: it was funny because i did bring them once as a joke and everyone's like oh chip brought salsa and then like like you know like you said with like a Coors or Bud Light. You just want something yeah. easy to drink. Everyone popped it and was like,
1: huh. Yeah. It's
0: like bad, you know, for a post game, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. We had one younger player on our team. He's like 21, 22 years old. And he brought uh, warm natty ice. And we we're like,
0: okay. yeah, no, you can't no."
1: And he only brought a six pack. And we're like, dude, there's, there's- 12 of us on the team. What we're not sharing here. Uh, yeah. So as a punishment, we drank them before the game, so he didn't get one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we let him know to never let that happen again. Like we're like, dude, we know you got a decent job; you can afford something that's seven ninety nine for a twelve pack. Right. You know, and he's like, all at right, least get one, at least,
0: yeah, at least get one for each of us. Like, you don't yeah. need to get a you know,
1: yeah, big cake in here. Me as a goalie, they don't charge me to play because right. that, that's how it works here. So whenever I bring beer, I try to bring. Something good, a little more expensive than, but but still falls into that really good and refreshing after a game. And so, so, some of the guys I skate with, when I bring beer, they're like, Oh, we're in for a treat today. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In fact, the the last time I I only brought, I had what, three, six packs because that's all they had, but it was like $30 for 18 beers. And I was like, This is ridiculous, but they deserve it. Yeah, Yeah. They deserve it. Uh, so next question, when you taped your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel?
0: I do heel to toe. Cause I, okay. I wrap all the way to the end and yeah. then, yeah.
1: The okay. Thing. That that's how most schoolies do it. In fact, I've started going back, uh, and listening to that answer from every podcast to get the ratio of how many go heel to toe versus toe to heel.
0: How has uh, it been so far, do you?
1: I've gotten through about four or five of them. <laughs>
0: Okay, so early on, on. okay.
1: Yeah, because there's a couple of these where I'm going back and writing down what the answers to some of these rapid fire questions are because of course I think of it on like episode 66 and not episode six. Right, you're
0: like, why make it it easy
1: on yourself? uh, Yeah, I was sitting here before the Christmas break like, hmm, I wonder what the breakdown is. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time as I started doing that, I had the idea, um, one of my new year's resolutions is I'm going to do a hopefully weekly beer league beer review. Um, And it's going to start off of uh, what my teammates bring for games. Yeah. Now my teammates tend to bring a lot of Coors Light. So if it's two or three weeks in a row of Coors Light, I'll come up. I'll I'll rate a different beer that wasn't brought, but I'm going to start rating the beers the the fellows bring to to the games. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, So what's your favorite number to wear and why?
0: Okay, so when I skated out, it was always number ten because of Corey Perry, and um, at this like the reactions people get to Corey Perry now, yeah, because obviously, like if you're if you're a Ducks fan, you loved him, but other teams hated him. The funnest thing now in the last couple of years has seen has been Corey Perry going to other people's teams that hate him, yeah, and then turn around to love him, like the Dallas Stars. They were so the fans were so upset when he left yeah. Montreal. They were so upset when he left Montreal, and now he's in Tampa, and people love him. like the the Corey Perry like uh, not quite quite an apology tour, but the redemption tour has been yeah so fun.
1: I I, I love players like
0: here, that. Always been a fan of him to see people go. I hate him, so I love him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, players so that's like my that standing out
0: is number ten, and then when I play a net, yeah um, the best. Um, but okay. So when I play in net for the longest time, I didn't really, cause I just kind of picked up goalie later in life. So I never really had, like, I know most goalies are like in the thirties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I play, with I, I play 86 now. Cause like no one really plays like, you know, Vasileski's, I think what 88. 88. Um, there's not that many goalies who play with 80 numbers and I was born to 86 mm-hmm. and it makes it easy. Cause I jump, we jump around with teams. If you come into a team that's really established, it's pretty likely that no one has 86. So it's right. an easy number to kind of slip into whatever I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That That's, uh, see, and that's why I asked the and why, because when there's those weird numbers, it's like, okay, there's usually a meaning for it. So the last right. question is what advice do you have for young goalies?
0: Just like, just do it. I think that was probably like the biggest thing. Was- Doing it, and then, um, like it's easy. Like obviously, if you're new and you're learning, it's really easy to get discouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was, I obviously, I was honestly, I was terrible for the first year, and then (laughs) I just kept going and going. Like especially during during COVID, when I got that extra time that maybe not other people were were getting, it just finally started to click. Mm -hmm. And being a short goalie, uh, my game has to be different. From obviously a goalie who's six foot six two mm-hmm. um just i i've you have to find your find your way to make those differences like for me like i have to play the angles more obviously i play out on my crease a little more the thing about being small is i'm more agile and i'm quick to like make saves that maybe people don't think i can make Yep. um but still, yeah it's just it's just going out and just just sticking with it i think is the hardest and having like a short you know being a goldfish in net yeah. because you could be having a terrible game and just like just you gotta forget the goals and just keep playing you know yep
1: yeah my mom and dad were in town for christmas and uh i got my dad hooked on ted lasso he watched almost you <laughs> watched almost all two seasons in two days and he's like great now i gotta get apple tv when i get home to finish the last five episodes
0: <laughs> oh gosh i just realized i didn't i haven't seen the second season yet. i was waiting to binge. No, I got to do that now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Verb. I know what we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where can folks find you and totally offsides on social media?
0: Okay. So social media wise for totally offsides, it's totally offsides on Twitter, on Instagram, um, totally offsides.com. We have all our episodes there or your whatever podcast app you use. We also have a lot of articles like, uh, so like me or Anthony will write stuff here and there. Um, hoping to be more proficient with that um we're not proficient more steady with that next season or this next uh in 2022 um for me my personal uh socials is that girl chip all one word on instagram twitter um all that stuff
1: and i will put those in the show notes because goalies aren't very good at remembering things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pucks to the head, we get it.
1: (laughs) Yep. I I use that excuse at work all the time. I was like, sorry, I forgot. You're going to have to forgive me too many pucks to the head this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And Luckily my coworkers know what I'm talking about when I, when I do that. So it's, it's all good. So Chip, thanks for uh, joining me. Uh, Always good to talk to you.
0: You too, man. It's been way too long.
1: Yeah, it's too bad you're not coming out for this year's playground puck because I know. I think I'm playing.
0: I'm actually. I'm actually now playing a tournament in Vegas that weekend or the weekend before. Yeah,
1: should be a little warmer there.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, but I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, there's another goalie I've played against in other tournaments. Uh, He's been on the podcast in the past. He goes by the the Instagram handle Inglorious Beard, and um, we chirped back and forth a little bit and. So hopefully we get to play against each other at the That'd playground be fun, park because yeah. we're both signed up. Uh, so the last time we played each other, it uh, did not go very well for him. So <laughs> he, he feels the need for some revenge. And then we we're supposed to play each other in a tournament the late summer. But my nephew got married that day. So I had other places to be. So he thinks I was right. dodging him. I was like, no. So You
0: know what, Let- let him think that, let him think that. And then you just show up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I may have told him a few other things like didn't need to show up to beat you, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily he's. You got to do
0: that.
1: Yeah. He's good with uh, the back and forth. So, well, have a great uh, rest of your day and a great uh, 2022.
0: Hey, you too, man. Thanks for having me.
1: It's always fun catching up with Chip. She is a ball of energy, and I'm always intrigued to learn how other people from non traditional hockey markets fall into the game, especially later in life, like Chip did. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Totally Offsides podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Follow the Totally Offsides podcast on Twitter and Instagram simply by searching for Totally Offsides. Follow Chip on Instagram and Twitter by searching for That Girl Chip. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie, and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and, of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tenny Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many to list here, but shows like the Hockey Hacks podcast, the weekly nightly podcast, and the Trust the Process podcast can all be found. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.